Podcast episode 66. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hey, that's me. Hello, hello there. Hello. Practicing the radio voice this week, I see. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Jana's back. Hi. Welcome back. Oh, I did not disappear. No, I mean, I know you're busy with an architect. It was a field trip or something yeah, last time. A, so. I brought um, my college students to MIA for the oh, I love that place. Egyptian Sunken Cities exhibit, and it was really i'm really glad that i normally bring ryan because i was really good at corralling them through all the fun stuff to get to because like <laughs> the tickets are timed oh so like you your entry time is at 11 or 11 15 is that in that special ex- yeah. exhibition hall all the way at the end yeah okay. and so like i've never I mean, been there mia like, no no i've been to the mia okay. i've just never been to the exhibition hall i, oh, I never yeah. get past the asian uh, exhibit yeah, so like I was really good at like getting them through, and I we were a couple minutes late, but they let us in anyway because nice. like they just show a film, and that's why they they want it right. timed. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I was like really proud of myself for like corralling these kids. I was like, this this is my experience as a Montessori teacher and bringing Ryan to music. I was gonna say mainly Ryan. I was like, yes, uh, I'm prepared for this. So I, I guess apparently there's a Tatra somewhere. There in is. My, it's in the modern. I, I don't know where it is. I, have a, I can't believe. I've no. I, all right, you have to understand. It's in the modern. I'm like art. I'm really like, into Asian artwork and. The MIA, if you're not from Minnesota, the MIA is the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. Which is bomb. It's our MoMA. Yeah. It, it's um, got one of the largest. Yeah, I'd say the Weissman's closer to it's, modern art. It's got one of the largest Asian artwork collections in the what, like Western Hemisphere. Hmm. Because um, the Dayton family, um, the, one of the patrons of the Dayton family, had a massive Asian artwork collection. He had collected that for like. Hmm. 60 Seems years. Seems like that family has really good taste because they yeah. own a oh, yeah. bunch of awesome cars, too. Yeah. Hmm. Do, do they have their collection like on display anywhere? I don't or? think so. Yeah. My, my boss knows them fairly well, so I've heard some stories from that. But yeah. What, they, like, what do they have? Oh, I mean, they've got like things like the Diablo SV and things Ooh. like that. So, I mean, it's a lot of like very 90s stuff. I don't think they've got anything like an XJ220, but uh, and I don't think it holds a candle to the uh, Maury's collection. But the Maury's collection is phenomenal. That one is intense, but that's a lot of older stuff. Yeah, that, that is true. Definitely. Well, yeah, that's Maury from Maury's. Maury's is a, a dealership chain here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And the original patron was this guy named Maury something or other. I can't remember his last name. I should know that because I used to work for them. <laughs> but um, he collected all these cars new when he mm-hmm. started like Maury's. And it like from like the early 50s through... like. The late 2000s, he got all these cars in his collection, and mm-hmm. he got he didn't just get like whatever. He doesn't have like you know like a 92 Oldsmobile Cutlass Calais or anything. Ugh. He's got like he'll have something like a like it'll be a 92 Oldsmobile, it'll be like a crazy rare one sure. that's like actually somewhat desirable. I mean, it's, desirable is a, a 92. Uh, no, so I was gonna say, get to that. Okay. That's the Maury's Heritage Collection, right? Uh, Carl Schmidt, the uh, CEO, kind mm-hmm. of. That's kind of his baby, and from what I understand, um, I really wish I had Alex Bellis in a Pokeball. He could he could describe this better. Summon him. Yeah, but um, that basically it's a car collection that they rent out, and then from what I know, Carl basically just drives him whenever he feels like. I'm so sure. Yeah, it, it's really monetized. Some sort of write off. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it sounds like a really really lucrative version of monetizing a hobby. Yep, <laughs> and for like really the best purposes ever. But uh, yeah, they'll they'll rent out their mm-hmm. uh, classic cars. And yeah, I know several people that have rented from the Heritage Collection. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's like the, you know they don't have like garbage, like they, right. it's not like you're gonna be like, cool, I'm gonna get a, a classic car rental. Right. What's gonna be? It's gonna be a 1982 Chevy like core uh, like a Chevy um, Love Camaro oh, with a Iron Duke and be oh. a Bronetta. It'd be just a base model. Like a Fiero 2M4 Auto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like that's like they're cool. No, it's not like no, that. They got like, like Continental Convertibles. Uh, yeah, the Continental Convertibles. Super clean old Toyota SUV thing, Land Cruiser. The Land Cruiser. Then they have that really awesome uh, first Shem Bronco. Mm-hmm. So they actually so have like really cool, have cool like stuff. Close to the OJ Simpson car, and then they have a no. It's, it's a first Shem. Yes, they, well. A 
finish. A, an actual finisher car, yes. <laughs> it's just the uh, the Maury's version of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a starter car, it's a finisher car. But yeah, no, I, I, I think the Dayton family's got like a couple of 1960s Ferrari GTO race cars and things like that. So That is instantly cooler than the Maury's collection, those two cars yeah, alone. So there's that. But anyway, I guess moving straight into topics. Are you doing a beer? No. I'm doing a coffee. Okay, I'm going to probably coffee. do a beer later. For this sure. This is a vanilla white mocha from Caribou. Oh, man. I, Ditto. Oh, I, used to, I usually do the, is it the white peppermint mocha. Ooh, those that one's good. good. Yeah. But I, some days I don't want a, a cold coffee, and yeah. I usually do this iced. So whatever you're drinking it. Yeah, vanilla white mocha. I'm really glad I can't smell it over my really nasty feet, because I would definitely want one of those right now. Oh, yeah. I'm all drinking right. a cool light, because that's nice. the only beer in the fridge before you guys showed up. Yeah, my my favorite like fall drink from them right now is a maple budino and the a what uh, a maple budino budino is like in an Italian or French pudding so I don't know why it's sounds called sounds luxurious that. yeah but it's like basically maple coffee and that sounds I amazing. love it and I get it every Tuesday night at the Caribou by my house and he knows my order <laughs> super well and he knows that I'm going to class so he's always like trying to like get me mentally prepared to not lose my shit it's great does it work it, it does excellent because there was one day where he wasn't there and like they closed early because mm-hmm. they didn't have it was just like a small one in in a grocery store sure and i didn't get my coffee and i had like a mental breakdown i was like no so what you're telling me is you're chemically dependent on coffee on tuesday nights oh okay oh, your body is very selective yes. okay <laughs> she's lying she has a line day on tuesday i gotcha uh, oh, I also forgot to mention the coolest car at the Morris Heritage Collection, their rotary engine pickup. The oh, repo. they do have a blue repo, and it is swell. Yeah, it's really, really cool. If I could have one thing from their collection, it probably would be that. Mm-hmm. I think everybody concurs with that. Like, it's Apparently, it's not even like that great of condition. Like when it's, I talk to them, they're like, "It's a decent one, but it has its issues." I'm like, "Okay, it's well, a, yeah. it's it's a driver. It's still I mean, like that's a carbureted sure. early rotary pickup. It's probably not going to be great." Well, what's also cool mm-hmm. is they have it as a level one, um, which is like their cheapest like mm-hmm. level for like cars. I seriously want to borrow it to like go to IKEA. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be perfect. So all right, I'm just I'm just looking through their um, their collection. inventory. Yeah. yeah. I think I know what I'm going to get my dad for his birthday. The, a, a rental of one of these. Yeah. So a lot of people I know have used them for like wedding getaway vehicles and things yeah, like that. They're pretty good, good for idea. that. Mm-hmm. Ryan, okay. No, we're we're, we're going to buy a Citroen. Yeah. Well, not if the Heritage buy. Collection bought a 2CV or something, I would have to rent well, it. I would rent it yeah. every day. I'd what spend was... an inordinate amount of money to rent it. I wonder if I still know the people that so here, run that. Well, let me, uh, I was kind of go down some of their highlights. So you got okay. uh, a Beetle convertible. Okay. Um, <laughs> an inadvertent cool. plug for MHCC. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Repu, uh, they got their Bronco, uh, a 560, a a 560 SL. What's their website? I'll bring uh, it up on It's the... MauriceHeritage.com. A 2002, they got a red 69-ish Mustang. They got a white uh, first gen Camaro, uh, a 64 Cadillac convertible, like the same one that uh, Ricardo Tubbs drives in Miami Vice, but yep. white, not blue. Okay. Um, a C3 Corvette. Gross. No, it's before they sucked. Uh, no, Ryan, they sucked all the way through their life. Well, the, the first few years were like, okay, but they were just like sullied by emissions. This one's a pre-emissions one oh, for right. sure. They have vehicles for sale and past vehicles as well. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, there we go. I forgot about their 74 green 2002. Ah! I know. That's aggravating. There we go. Are these all Bella's photos? Um, sure. I'm, I'm confident of that. Oh, they got a uh, 930. That's yep. cool. Oh, they have a late model SL. Weird. Oh, wow. DB9 Volante. I didn't know they had that. And the F430, I knew about that. It's a paddle box. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Why would you why would you spend that much money to get a Maserati? I don't know. That, it must have come in on trade at one of the dealerships That's for like oh, fifteen yeah. grand or something. I think like some of these, like yeah, the SL and Maserati must have been like just trade-ins. And right. Like Carl's like, I kinda want that. Let's let's put that Let's in the collection. Throw in the yeah, collection. yeah, throw it in. It was, just, it was like springtime, and all of his other convertibles were broken. Did they get rid of their Continental? I think they did. No, the Continental's... Uh, That's an old caddy. Oh, yeah, I think I they I think did. they got rid of their Continental. Oh, no. Shoot. I really wanted to rent that. Well, you you could have. Oh, wow. Look at their past stuff. Old Z. They, they did have a finisher car. <laughs> oh, one Range Rover 4.6 oh, they also HSE. They also had the OJ Bronco. The OJ Bronco. And they had the, the really See, cool first gen R7. They had an OJ 
Bronco and a finisher they, car. They've had two two eighty ZXs. Yeah. Oh, both their Land Cruisers are gone. They had a Miata Club. That would have been cool. Yeah, would have been. And that uh, the, the um, Datsun. Oh, dude! They, when did they have the Sunbeam uh, Alpine or Tiger? No, that's a Tiger, dude. Whatever. Yeah, that was right at the beginning. No, that's different. Do you know the difference between a Tiger and the Alpine? One of them had a V8. Yeah, the Tiger did. Um, shoot, where's the Continental man? Uh, you maybe might, they just maybe that it's was for a sale. figment of our imagination. No, they definitely had a Continental. I, I'm loading vehicles for sale. I'm curious. Oh, what the hell? Well, they don't have the they don't have a Continental, but they have another Alpha. <sighs> I don't care about that. Do you, think, uh, do you think Alex Bellis just gets him to buy? Um, Alfa Romeo, so he can buy them once they are done with it. I saw Molly and Alex's car in one of those lists. Yeah, so it was. did they sell it to MHC? Yeah, he bought it from them. Oh, yeah. he bought it from I th- them. I okay. think they. I think they did. It was in the past vehicles. I think he did. Uh, I could okay. be wrong. Well, either way, I guess MHCC will give them a plug, even though they don't sponsor us in any way. That's yeah. a really great way to cheaply rent, basically, a dream car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know it's going to be taken care of instead of something like Toro, where you're kind of rolling the dice. And Toro is actually not that. Uh, it doesn't have that much good stuff around here. Not not around here, but I mean, it, that's Other also parts of the country. It's great. Yeah, that, it, it's entirely dependent on like who's putting their yeah. cars up. So when we went when we went to out uh, Atlanta, yeah, for that funeral, I was looking at Turo, and I was about like two seconds away from uh, renting for the entire weekend a donked out '87 Monte Carlo with oh, like that would 20, have been so amazing. It, it was awesome. It was like orange. <clears throat> Did it have wheels. a cereal or snack wrap on? No, it didn't. But ah. it, it was it was it was just orange candy paint with twenty eight inch ice uh, cream, ice cream, ice cream <laughs> paint job. It was had twenty eight inch chrome and color matched wheels, and like an ostrich skin or something interior. It was just ridiculous. It just said encoding overloaded, and we're looking at nothing but cameras. Sorry, that was a tangent. That's really weird. But <laughs> yeah, so it, it's entirely dependent on, on where you're from and. Unfortunately, I did not go with the 87 Monte Carlo because... You should have. I mean, the fuel bill would have been immense. It it wasn't even that. It was the fact that you couldn't take it out of the state. Oh. For that particular... It it was for that that particular car. I think it was like that guy just like... Can you imagine if you got like a... A, how would you know if you got a flat in that? But B, if you got a flat in that and you're like some hick tire shop in the middle of rural Louisiana... On a Sunday. And you need like a 265... 20 r 28 like you guys have one of these what, what, what tire size is that uh it is a, a 315 15 28 um our tire machine can't accommodate that i think you must be reading the tire wrong <laughs> like nope that's the that's the that's, one that's the size that's it's ridiculous we just put forklift tires on them now so we don't have to replace them ever <laughs> just solid rubber it probably makes no difference like i don't even, ride quality there's no squish in those tires yeah like why, why do you even have a pneumatic tire if you have a dying like, i don't know it, that would just make sense just do to a me. split wheel and literally just have the bolt sandwich a solid block the, of they're usually there. multi-piece wheels too for like extra unsprung weight speaking of multi-piece <laughs> wheels did you guys see the post on the yeah, yeah what wheels? the hell okay so when we bought this thing Jenna's little car. It, <laughs> it, it came with the factory wheels. Jenna tires, Jameson, the not, not, not not Jana. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Different. You did not buy them from Jenna, not no. Jana. Uh, so anyway, it came with the original wheels, but they were split and they were powder coated gloss black. I'm like, this is dumb. So I brought them over to my powder coater. I'm not going to say the name of it until this is actually done. Um, and I had a long email chain leading up to this, going over pricing, color, and logistics for timing. Yeah. Brought them out As there. As you do, you're really thorough. Right. I always make sure I have a paper trail because this kind of stuff happens. I also brought out my set of 2002 13-inch factory wheels. They had been media blasted by the mm-hmm. previous owner, just nothing special, 13-inch wheels. Make them all silver. And then the 2002 wheels needed the area around the bolts to be black yeah. mm-hmm. to make it look like an Alpina wheel. Drop them off. <laughs> About a week and a half later, I get an email from the office manager, somebody I'd never talked to before, saying that they're done, ready for pickup. I told him I'll see him on Tuesday. So I knock off work a little bit early on Tuesday, go home, get the FJ, drive 35 miles into Wisconsin. Mm. I get there, pull up at the wrong door. Great. All right. Move to the next door. Go inside. There's a pallet with four wheels and tires for a Lamborghini Murcielago assembled in gloss black no wheels that i had paid for and told them to do in silver they're like oh here's these i'm like they look great but they're the wrong color and the guy's like what apparently the people actually do the powder coating and the office workers don't talk at all 
Oh. So the O2 wheels were silver. That was good. Yeah. But they didn't do the center paint thing, which is the main reason oh, I brought so them, they, too. What they did is it was... They pulled. thought the black center probably was the center of the two-piece wheels. Here's what I think happened. Uh, the Murchilago wheels, when I got them, they had just come from the powder coater to get painted gloss black. And there was Sharpie on the barrel that said gloss black. Oh. So I think the people probably just thought that was markings from the office. And they ran them again in the color they already were you know this seems oh like what this seems like a wisconsin issue because it is if you were in minnesota if you're in minnesota somebody said well this is fresh powder coat and it's glass black why are we doing this in gloss black exactly or like call maybe yeah like or verify this this <coughs> might be a little email weird. me yeah like go I through the 15 were, emails because they looked really great like i didn't know that anything was wrong i thought you were just taking a picture of the wheels because that's how they looked before and i was right. like oh those look really nice my goal is to try to return that thing to stock look yeah so that's fair yeah, yeah. it's yeah wisconsin it's <sighs> And it's so like a, it's like a red state thing. They like. messed they messed up all eight wheels, so I had to go home. And yesterday, I got in the mail a bill for all eight wheels. No, I, and I haven't contacted him yet. I'm gonna do it on Monday, babe. Like, okay, today's Saturday. It's Sabbath. Show me shout. It's Tuesday. No, I'm like, so let me get this straight. You guys sent me a bill for some wheels you screwed up, and I still don't have back yet. And I've now driven into Wisconsin round trip twice in a vehicle that gets 16 miles to the gallon. And well, I've had to leave work early. Don't don't complain about the vehicle because that's entirely your fault. But anyway, I can't fit them in the Fiat. I, again, it, you, no, you could it, you could buy a Prius or honestly, something. Honestly, but the round trip to and from to drop them off and to pick them up, fine. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's but the, the extra- additional round trip for their mess up. Yeah, no, not that, cool that's, with that. That's not. That's yeah. That's that's sucks. what I'm getting at. Not yeah. anything else. So no, it, that's it's they're still really not dumb. fixed. Yeah. But anyway, that's a tangent. But no, that um. It's it's not like it, it's not that like people that live in red states are inherently dumb. I blame Scott Walker. Uh, yeah, it, I noticed that Alabama, oh. <laughs> rural Georgia, and Wisconsin have <laughs> a lot of characteristics that are the same, huh. like inco- gross incompetence, <laughs> yeah. uh, things being closed when they should be open, <laughs> and for no reason generic, not be but pretty good, and for no reason not being able to buy beer in certain areas. Yeah, like not after ten and gas stations or whatever the hell. Nine, nine. nine? Oh yeah, mm. I've done that on road trips. It was nine oh one. Pick up some spotted cow. Nope. It was nine oh one. The guy in front of me, like I'm like I knew it was nine. I'm like, all right, cool. And the guy in front of me just dicked around with the cashier for like two minutes. Straight up trying to get her number. Yeah, and then I get there, and she's like, oh, I can't have it, and I just take him, I just drop the big case on the ground and leave. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah, I'm like, this is not my fault. Like, you dicked around with that guy. See, in Minnesota, for... as long as you're in the line before that mm-hmm. time, they usually like can override it by a few minutes. But yeah. No. Well, I mean, it's like uh, ordering drinks at a happy hour. Yeah. A couple minutes till. Like, there's always a way to key it in a yeah. few minutes late because you took my order at yeah. 4:58 and you got to key it in at 5:02. Yeah. And that's another thing that's happened with Samsung. It's, it, there are things that happen in other, like, like in California, it would never happen. You'd have somebody goes, all right, yeah, I got you. It's just like Wisconsin. I'll add Kentucky to that too. That's another state that's done this sort of shit. I only like their fried chicken. Uh, but like those, <laughs> like it, within the city of Atlanta yeah. in Georgia, Atlanta like proper. everything works fine. But yeah. like as soon as you get out of like the third ring of suburbs, it just, everything stops working. Everybody's in like Chicago. Yeah. Another red state. <laughs> well, actually, I think is Chicago's Illinois? blue. I think Chicago's or Illinois Chicago's blue. Chicago's the I don't only actually reason know. why Illinois is blue. I'm sure. Yeah, well, nobody cares about the rest of Illinois. Since we're still on tangents, I uh, these garage door openers, these commercial ones, yeah. you can't get the app control thing like you can oh. for the residential ones yeah. unless you just replace it. But like yeah. these are fine. Expensive. So I found this little Chinese Wi-Fi trigger module that's just got relays on it. So that has Wi-Fi on it now. <laughs> so I don't even have to get out of my car to put a vehicle so inside. That's now. Awesome. 
Thank God for China. I know. So I like working my way around the this problem. This is all car related. So. This is. I know. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's a, it's a good ta- tangent. I'll, I'll break us what, into the actual yeah, topics Yeah, let's actually here. get to the topics now. And speaking of that garage door, uh, I am driving Satan on wheels this weekend. I, I saw that. I was wondering why yeah. I was in here. So, John, right? hard hand wash. Yeah, it's a 2006 RX400H. So John's detailing it for me this weekend. Tell me more. He used to be driven by our HR guy. He just yeah. quit. So now we have this vehicle yeah. that was just going into the regular so office like fleet. A company vehicle. It's for a, it's him. owned did, by did a BRC. He, did he yeah. Choose that vehicle. No, it used to be owned by the owner of the company's wife. Now she's got a Q5. So this oh. is her old vehicle. This is way better. Great tasting cars. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, yeah, this thing is a, I, uh, I can a say CVT hybrid CUV. I am not having a good weekend so far. As soon this as this is, is detailed, ever- on my way home, I'm going to stop by my office and get my Fiat and then drive my <laughs> Fiat back home. That, yeah, that's kind of everything. It's You're basically doing with what I was when I had the transmission go out in my van. Oh, yeah. And then I had to drive our loaner cars, and it's just like, hey, here's a modern Volkswagen Jetta base model. And I'm like, can I die? I would prefer that. And I'm just like, I go find like, a drunk driver and just like hang out in this <laughs> blind spot and just wait. Oh, no. Hopefully it'll just take care of me. Don't worry, the seatbelts won't work. So <laughs> oh, yeah, you're exa- exactly. Defective seatbelts. Yeah. Maybe in the B5 Passat. I don't know about the new Jetta, but Volkswagen. It doesn't matter what Volkswagen I am. Yeah. In every single the one. The seatbelts don't work for me. What do you mean? You're just like too small, so it doesn't no, engage. No, like, it's just like they're literally they, such they a high failure rate. They won't oh. clip. They won't like come down because the safety lock's locked. It like like literally this like sounds some, horrible. It is, and then somebody dangerous. else will get into the car, and it will work fine. I get back in, doesn't work. You remember when I had the '86 GLI for a little bit? Yes. Yeah. God, so that was a short time. Well, yeah, I got to flip it, but um, We're rightfully so. Me out. But w- within w- within the two months I owned it, yeah. I had the door latch fail. Mm-hmm. The Shocking. throttle cable fail. Shocking. Mm-hmm. And the seatbelt fail all at the mm-hmm. same time. So Shocking. I was going on ar- the I was going around. Uh I was on the highway. I was going 35W southbound to 494 West. And it is this big long on ramp with a bunch of nice curves yeah. in it. Yep. And so I'm on it and the throttle um cable comes off the pedal. So I lose throttle. The car jerks to like like from like wide open throttle to zero on a corner <laughs> door swings open and my seatbelt isn't like really working. So the seatbelt comes off and the car tries to eject me from the vehicle. And like, luckily I, me, it, you know, I know to have three points of contact at all time when you're in a car. So you don't move around too much. But like if anybody else was driving that car, they would have been ejected from the vehicle. Ejecto cedo cuz like yeah, literally. I, like and for me, my biggest fear cuz like I didn't close a door right when I was a kid and it like swung open, so I'm like Oh my. horrified of like this shit happening. Yeah, that would be bad. And oh, Jan so, was like crying. Yeah. So oh, like man. it's already uh, like a Very sore spot situation. for me. Because, like, I have to, like, lock the doors, and the doors wouldn't lock for a while. Oh. And so I was already nervous, and then the door flies open while we're driving. As they do. And I was just like, thankfully I wasn't in the car when this situation happened. Oh, no, you weren't You weren't when that happened. Yeah, no, that's, that's after I, I got dropped. a phone call when he was on the side of the road being like, hey, I need you to, like, throw a tool at me real quick. And I was able to figure it out because she couldn't get there, but yeah. it was like... It, it got to a point where that throttle cable, what happens is they have like a little like J-hook kind of bracket. Okay. And over the course of 30 years, the little hook on the J straightens out. Oh, okay. So then when you have a sudden throttle change, it'll just pop the, ca- sure. the pedal I can off. see that. Yeah. Great. Genius. Thanks. You figured out really how to fix design. it while driving. Yeah, there, there was a time. I, I, I didn't. It was a nice car to drive when it worked. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. actually basically... Well, Every it was Volkswagen two, so that's kind of that's fine. Yeah, it was a Mark two, A valve GLI, so it was like basically it, it was it was still car fast because it's still the A valve. You you're not gonna get in trouble, but you had the <laughs> you had the you had the better yeah. suspension, so it was like still a hoot to drive. So it was actually you know I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I, I do like the Mark two GLI. It just tried uh, to kill us. I would it's a Volkswagen. I I it, I would actually buy another one at some point like, if I, I got. Think they're probably too expensive now. If I got another one for five hundred bucks like that one, like I totally would. Um, but yeah, but the thing is the difference why that car bothered me so much is I had just gotten rid of my CRX a few months prior. Okay. CRX had a seatbelt issue. Mm-hmm. 
But Honda has a lifetime warranty on their seatbelts. Yep. And they honored it 27 years and 290,000 miles later. Nice. And that's why Honda's better than Volkswagen. I didn't know it was going to turn into that, but that's my thesis. The, sur- the service department was probably so confused. No, they were so happy. Like, because I, I drove it in to get serviced because, mm-hmm. like, he the, was at the work. CRX. Yes, the CRX, and they, every single person that had contact with the car came up to me personally in the waiting room to tell me how awesome the car was, and I was like, please buy it from me. I kind of want to take the E30 M3 into BMW Minnetonka someday. Oh, you totally should. Yeah. Just to, like, pick up some parts or something. No, like, go in for an oil change or something. It makes their day. With an S54 under the hood, they'd they'd screw it up. No, they they wouldn't figure out what to do. It'd be great. Like, with CRX, I, I would just troll people with that. It was great. <laughs> I don't want to ruin my car, though. That's the problem. You're not going to ruin it. Well, the thing is, if they if they botch the oil change, then that's on them. Yeah, but if it's not factory equipment... Yeah, uh, yeah it's still... Well, if you tell them ahead of time. Yeah, that's fine. the thing. But, no, it's it, it, like, it will honestly make the person's day. Like, oh, yeah. Because, like, with the CRX, like... I like the general manager. Like when I went to go pick it up, like the general manager came out and like thanked me for bringing the car there. And like a bunch <laughs> of people bought like cars while the car was there because they saw the car in the service lot. Yeah. And they're like, like I got phone callers, like a salesperson's like, "Hey, can I show a customer around your car?" I'm like, "Sure, dude." And like the, the salesperson's like, "Yeah, this car's got like three hundred thousand miles on it. It's thirty years old, and this guy's still daily driving it in winter. Mm-hmm. Look how gr- and it looks this good. <laughs> and like just a bunch of like the dude got like two. He had a he had a I think he made like a hat trick that day where he got like three sales <laughs> and just like, like, like made everybody's like, day. The thing is, I don't have very fond memories of that car because of how often it broke for us. I only ever saw it working, so I have fond memories of yeah, it. Yeah, so like for me, that was like. That makes it happy, but the rest is just like... Yeah, yeah Jana's just kind of... She, she doesn't like it that much. I have fond memories, but I just... I know better. It just yeah. looked so cool. It, oh, it, it looks d- awesome. It looks yeah. awesome, but so now I see one and I go, oh. <laughs> I'm, but that thing has clutch cable issues. Right? That's, that's all I can think about. I think th- that's why I'm... There's like part of me that really just wants to get the Civic together before I get Jana's car going so i have another cool yeah but we honda. talked about this in the last episode that's not the order it has to no, go that's true i just gotta have a cool honda you know on the road again cause... are there gonna be any cool hondas at redwood um I don't know. you know actually there were mm-hmm. uh, at redwood la they were overshadowed by like the really excellent selection of like supercars um i heard matt farrow talking about it i don't think he's taking his countach I think he's taking something else. No, there there was a the red Countach is there. Okay. Yeah, Matt, Matt Farrow brought the red Countach, but there's also a cocaine out Countach, mm. which is like way cooler. But like, because Matt Farrow's a red one, whatever. Is the white on the Countach called powder white? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Um, it's not missed opportunity. But yeah, the thing we is, can retro in a minute. So the Countaches are cool. Yeah, there are two cars in the world that will draw my eye from a Countach. Okay. Oh my. They are. The Bugatti EB110. Okay. and Which is just a better Countach. Yeah. And the Vector W8. Which is a worse Countach. <laughs> but a cooler Countach and more powerful. <laughs> what, was, yeah. what was the car at um, Laguna Seca that my nails matched? That was the EB110. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are so cool. It was actually that same EB110. Yeah. It was a really pretty blue. Is it that blue? pastel blue? Yeah. yeah. Bugatti blue. It's kind of similar yeah. to Laguna Seca blue. I, yeah. It's really similar to Laguna Seca blue. Mm-hmm. And one of my students told me to paint my nails blue. So I did. And we were taking pictures of my nails matching the EB110. Yes. And like a salesperson like comes up behind us, like making sure we're not touching the car. And then he started laughing at me. And I was like, no, you. you this is exciting. Like, and my goes nails on, He goes and like tells color. a female salesperson. Oh, yeah. She she got excited and it was it was great. He was just like a dad that didn't understand how cool like this coincidence was. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if you're walking around the pits at Laguna Seca, I mean, to just to be there, you have yeah. to know a little bit. But yeah. like, I'm exactly. sure people just assumed that Ryan was dragging you around. And oh, he didn't yeah. know anything about Except cars. Except for I had like my press backpack and my normal backpack, okay. so I I obviously and like I had my sure. press pass and I was like dressed nicely, so I obviously knew what I was doing. Right. But this guy was just like looking at this girl, excited to be like instagram you know right i'm like a plot twist jana knows more about this car than you do exactly (laughs) and i was telling him how excited i was that this particular car matched my nails i was like no this is like 
a dream car of mine and my nails happen to match this particular one like i've never painted my nails blue before and i do it this color and look it matches bugatti like, bb 110 blue. yeah it's very french <laughs> Very French. But Very the uh, no the, the Vector W8 I was really excited about because there was just like a handful of those. Yeah, I know they're extremely rare. Can we bring up a picture one for people yes. that aren't, that aren't well-versed? They should or, be. Yeah, th- if they're not well-versed in like 1980s, well, early 90s supercars that were designed in the 80s, but they like Faraday futured Ooh. themselves into the 90s. That looks like a, a kit car. Oh, God, look at really that does. red one. But anyway, it was actually... all these pictures are so '90s oh, sized. God, they're so beautiful. There's a big one. Okay, relatively big. Well, it's twenty something hundred pixels. Oh God, look at that! That's such a beautiful car. Um, I really love that car. Yeah, it's not it's not beautiful, but if I were to design a car, it'd basically be a Vector W8 with a manual transmission. God, did this have that three-speed GM auto? Yeah. Oh. Yes, it did. But what was cool? There we go. It, I made it bigger. It was it was cool to have like six hundred twenty-five horsepower, or whatever. Yeah. But it had a manual boost controller on it, and you could raise it up to like eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> With a nineteen eighties turbocharger. Yeah. Ooh. So it'd be just all of the lag mm-hmm. ever, and then it, even with a big displacement engine, that would it, still could the transmission handle that? I yeah, they they reinforced it. That's why that's why they went with the automatic because that just, one they had the. The ability to reinforce the transmission to hold 800 horsepower, whereas like they, actually it was probably better for laggy turbos too. Yeah, like it was. There's like a lot of reasoning behind why they did that. It was just like it was dumb because it's like it's supposed to be a driver's car, but like at That'd the be same so time, much like more fun with a manual. But I bet it's way faster with the three speed. Yeah, I think they well they were a small company and they probably didn't want to end up with a 930 turbo widowmaker situation, um. and then like get a lawsuit or something. Like God, just look at this thing. It looks like a an 80s boat. Well, yes. they, they had like they just added some wheels to yes, it. They did arbitrarily. Like if you just hold your hand over the bottom of that, it's a friggin' boat. It also <laughs> had a um, it had digital dashboard, of course, of course. But it was like a CRT digital dashboard. What? Oh, like the Riata? Kind of, yeah. Oh man. And it had like this like whole or the uh, what's that old Aston sedan? Laganda. Uh, Laganda. That was that. You know the Laganda CRT the, main display. Yeah, the Laganda was the first car. To have a digital dashboard, first car to also have a touchscreen. Yeah. And it was all the resistive CRT touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, negative 20 degree Minnesota winter, like, going out to your Laganda and, like, trying to make it work? Trying to, yeah, trying to make a, a CRT A turn on and B <laughs> have the resistive. Like, if you had muscle memory to know where the buttons were, that would probably work. And but... you just have to, like, sit there, like, hold. Well, because then all the buttons, like, the windows and stuff like that. Okay. There's YouTube videos about all this boring crap these days. I want somebody to find a Laganda, bring it to some place where it's ridiculously cold, and just and try all operated. this stuff. Yeah. yeah, just just operate a Laganda, or like, or like where it's like really humid because they had an issue where if it was too humid, the windows would roll down because they would it complete the circuit. Oh, fabulous! Which you you know where it's really How quintessentially hu- British. Do you know where it's extremely humid? Britain. Well, not only that, but where it's like extremely humid, like in a car wash. Oh. And then a car full of electronics. Ooh. And then, not only that, it's like a $100,000 car full of electronics. So, yeah, it would like roll all the windows down, just blast people with, with car wash water, like ruin their polyester suit. Oh, Grace, no. Grace Jones's like flat top would be ruined. and Ruining <laughs> all their natural, finely finished mahogany. And yeah, like a, a t- whole car leather. would just be totaled, Rip. even with even when it was new. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, no, God. Radwood LA at the Peterson was definitely the coolest radwood thus far i think they also had a uh, stanza wagon oh that was very there. cool yeah. was it super mint uh no it was like customized and lifted oh, oh like, lifted yeah, it's, that it's, thing's oh. already ridiculously tall yeah but now it's like extra tall so i mean it's not like it's gonna be like good for anything else Jana so. couldn't get into it uh-oh sure. no you you could you'd like crawl By up into crawling, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well the car's got an upright seating position so you'd actually be able to drive it well, it's not the issue of driving it. It's, it's getting, getting into in it. out of it. Like, right, I had trouble grass. with the ridge line. Well, it's also, um, it's got a, a pillar, uh, pillarless side door. So what you can do is you can open up all the doors. And, and then you suddenly have like a five foot ingress path. Sure. <laughs> so it wouldn't be that hard. You could put like a little ramp in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like walk up the ramp. I forget the name of the company that does them, but they do those power fold out running boards for like the Escalades okay. and the pickups yeah, and stuff like that. that. Yeah. Just get a power fold out ramp. I guess. That'd be I, perfect. That's, that's my lot in life. <laughs> my favorite was when I was dailing my dad's Ridgeline and people would see me like crawling into it and they're like, why don't you get a smaller car? And I was like, I don't want to buy my own car. Like, this is fun. This one's free. I'm yeah. like, this one's free. I like how it drives. This it's one's just, free and now I'll I... just fall out of it. It's fine. That's fine. It's, Hopefully the door won't fly open while I'm going it's around free a corner. Exactly. It's taught me to appreciate rock climbing. It's yeah. really fun. <laughs> Get like a carabiner and you like hook it on to the the, the oh shit handle. Yeah, it's, it's literally <laughs> you not... just repel down out of it. And my dad tried an F one fifty the guy like offered to pay him to take over his lease, and I wasn't allowed to like drive it because my dad was afraid of me getting in and out of it. Hmm. Well, your dad also fell out of it. Yeah, like every time he got out of it. He's not a tall man, so. <laughs> He's also kind of built like Hank Hill. This, this hasn't got. Oh wow! <laughs> so just a straight line, a straight line with like a belly, right? Like a retractive butt, and right. Well, yeah. I mean, like no features except for the beer gut, which honestly, it's, it's, it's not really so a beer gut. It's just like a dad bod. But um, uh. no, I, I joke with Jana that her dad is like just so much of an archetype of Hank Hill. <laughs> Does he sell propane? No, no. But he's like he owns buildings. He's a, he's a small business owner <laughs> that. Um, Drives a pickup truck and he's Republican. He looks like Hank Hill, and he's like he he doesn't swear that much. I've never heard him swear ever. So he's mm. a lot like Hank Hill. I just God dang it. Yeah, and I just yeah he, he gets frustrated the same way as Hank Hill. Yeah, it's just, he's Hank I Hill. I mean, he, he'll swear on like my sister and I, and but like no one else. Hmm. Like in like how do you swear on someone? A- around. around. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I. I'm getting my neighbor's house inspected on Tuesday. Hope, hopefully, we know more next week. Oh, exciting! Sounds well, like sounds yeah. Well, hopefully, it sounds like Scott and Gib may be getting cold feet, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to swing it alone. But we'll see. The inspection hopefully will give us a lot of bargaining points. Yes. <laughs> God, watch it just be made of black mold. <clears throat> the entire house. Hope not. Although I did tell my dad, he and he's excited for you. Th- well, thank you, Janice. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> I've Still been telling that. everybody the story about what you're doing, and it's just it's so awesome. Like between that and like Peter Francis becoming a realtor, like I wish I could use Peter Francis in this, but it would just cost the, so much more. The the level of petty in my friend group is just it makes me so. Happy. I will it's go amazing. to the the lengths that I'm able to go to for almost any reason. Oh, so speaking of the levels of petty, yes, um, we have a customer at work where this. Lady has a two OT needs timing chains. Wow. Shocking. Shocking. Um, <laughs> warranty company. Um, oh, I heard. There's this. a warranty. So we're going through a warranty company. They agreed to it. Okay. However, they did not agree to do the lower timing cover or the upper. The uppers warp when you take them off because of the amount. Of, Are they plastic or metal? The upper is plastic. The lower is metal. Okay. The upper warps because of the amount of torque that they put on plastic, the bolts. Yeah. yeah, and it's plastic. But the metal bottom one is made of like this like really th- the same material that they make the rear main out of. It's like super thin sure. gauge steel. And you basically have to roll it off like a burrito. And they're like, oh, y- th- it doesn't say anywhere that's not reusable. I'm like, are, are you effing kidding me? Like, th- I called up Volkswagen and talked to one of the service providers. And they're like, yeah, no, there's way too much tension on that. You cannot possibly remove that without... Or without destroying it, but since yeah, like that that was a de- that was a dealer I called yeah. and I had him on the line with the with that guy and they're like it just it doesn't show me somewhere where it says it needs to be done and I'm like it doesn't say that anywhere it's just part of the job like whenever anybody ever does that and so they refuse to cover it anyway so I'm getting like so freaking mad at this point because Efren that's the guy's name um, because. <laughs> I'm going to call him out. You get like acid flashbacks in the middle. Of yeah. The- <laughs> but he was calling he, him Alfonso for me. Yeah, I was. I couldn't remember. Well, Efren, you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, he, it, this guy, like, when we got off the phone, the guy at uh, Volts is like, yeah, that guy's a dick. I've had to work with him before. That guy doesn't do anything. And I'm like, okay. Well, this seems to be a pattern for this guy. I found the address via the 1-800 number on the internet and mm-hmm. found where their location is. And I went to this wonderful website called www.sendyourenemiesglitter.com, um, which sends them a envelope, which is disguised to look like a bill. 
or some sort of like thing that they have to actually read. And they open it up, and it's got like a, like the backside of like a really fancy letterhead. And then when you turn it around, it'll say whatever your personalized message is, and it'll be full of like three ounces of glitter. Do you know how much glitter is in three ounces? Dude, that's like sending somebody anthrax. That's, like, <laughs> that's how much glitter we use on projects at school. It's five years worth of glitter. Yeah, oh, yeah. it is. Um, it, it was eleven dollars to send that, and I regret nothing. Good, <laughs> very fine. The the so, piece resistance though. So does the customer have to eat the lower time recovery? Yeah, they do. Oh, how? But uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use more of my own personal money. Uh, and when we're done with this, I'm going to take that lower timing cover and put it in a box and mail it to him Good. as well. Addressed to him and his desk. Good. Because I looked up. I was able to find all this on the internet. Good. And so <laughs> now he will, will he receive three ounces of glitter. And I look forward to the next time Good Karma has a warranty claim with this guy. <laughs> Remember last time? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not Good Karma. I, I did do this on my own time after we closed. Okay. This is just me, myself, being petty, because this guy's just such he a dick. He cares about the customers. I really do, actually. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, it's like, dude, really? Like, everybody, in literally everybody, including the dude from Volkswagen, who's a third party, has nothing to gain from this, yep. says that you have to do it. Every single outlet says you have to do it. Does um, all data say you have to do it? No, that's the thing, because Volkswagen officially never n- mentioned that. You should call all data. Be like, it, look. Yeah, it's just really dumb. And it's just like, like there's, Volkswagen's never made a TSB on it because it's just like assumed that you know this. Right. And Volkswagen. Assume they know nothing. And that's the thing is like, th- this is, it, it's the same vein of like Volkswagen having no lifetime warranty on their seatbelts. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, safety is usually in a completely different. Well, but I mean, well, no, I mean, it's the thing where it's like they don't have to do this, but like right. it's one of those things that you would expect a company to do. Yeah. And Volkswagen does like what is required. Oh, they yeah. Don't they go do the above, bare minimum. They don't mm-hmm. go above and beyond. It's not like they are the C student. Like Honda would totally do this. I have zero doubt that if Honda had a timing chain issue and Which they, they had, wouldn't. No, they, they, well, they, they can. Uh, two, it's a rare. K24s can have in the later model ones. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, I know Honda, they would do this. And if Honda had like a really chintzy lower timing cover, they would mention, hey, this has to come off as well. Hey, they would supersede the part with something less shitty. Yes, they would. Then they would issue a TSB. Yeah. Yes, they would. <laughs> okay. And full second will never do that. And they're never going to supersede the part with something less shitty. Of course not. No, they're going to make it even worse. They've superseded like their like, rear... We're actually going to make it out of an organic compostable material. <laughs> Squirrels love it. If... Volkswagen would, uh, they would make like the uh, the rear main seal. They've superseded that six times since the 20Ts come out. And it's just like the Porsche water cooled engines. Yeah. There's been like nine part numbers for rear main seals. And they're just as shitty as they have always been. Yep. It's just really dumb. Working around a problem. Anyway, exactly. <clears throat> next story. So we talked last time about GM closing a bunch of factories, letting yes. off yes. a ton of people. Sounds like Tesla is in talks to buy. Yes. One or many of those factories they and just turn it. them With back on. Money. They do well. I mean, Tesla. They, Elon they Musk hemorrhage has money, money, but they have tons of venture okay. capital. So, like, okay. but Elon Musk. My has question. Money. I brought it up on the screen here too. It's not a very good article, but I think they could do it. But like the the tariffs have to be hurting Tesla too. Yeah. And they're trying to push legislation now to get rid of all of the incentives for electric vehicles. I honestly think that no, I don't think that's that's going to hurt Tesla at all. Because I think thing, it'll work either way. Tesla's gonna be fine with or without tariffs, because the electric car revolution's already happened. Like you don't need mm-hmm. that. They're they're almost to the point now where you could buy one without an incentive, and it would be. Eh. Yeah. yeah, you you people will still buy them yeah. because like now you have the brand name, especially with a company like Tesla that already hit their uh, cap or whatever, so their their incentives are already going away. Yeah. So, so, I mean, Tesla now versus Tesla in a year, it's going to be the same in a year no matter what happens. Yeah, that makes no difference. Well, not only that, I think we should also talk about how, um, first off, Tesla, they have the brand name. Like yeah. It's like when you buy a Tesla, you're buying the name. Yeah, you're buying it's, an Apple product. Yeah, you are, exactly. And also, if you've ever seen, you know, with, with like the Bolshevik Revolution, you didn't have people still storming the Kremlin after the Soviet Union's been established you didn't 
Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is once you have the once you actually get like the the revolution going and like yep. you that change yep. going, you don't need to keep. I the know thing it, that it, it incited gains, that. You get yeah. It's like lifting it up the the short end of the ramp. And then yeah, it takes itself away from there. Exactly. I like think we're, we're almost to the point where it it's got it's enough momentum, especially with the Tesla Model Three being like actually fairly profitable to produce. Yeah, it can it, it can be profitable and. You know that's gonna be the, that's gonna be their three series. Yep. You know, yep. well that's why, probably why they call it the Tesla Model Three. And honestly, <laughs> I'd rather have a Model Three than a new three series. Ooh. That's Which fair. Should be Fighting not surprising words. to anyone. Yeah, no, that that's been that, that's been talked about the last couple episodes. I want to see a BMW S series now. Because like Model Three, <laughs> Model oh, S, Model yeah. S, yeah. <laughs> ah. <I like laughs> and then, then, uh, but um. Then Mercedes sends him a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> Just sends it to everybody. <laughs> hey now, comma, stop it, period. <clears throat> Sign it'd Mercedes be, It'd Benz. be like Peugeot with like any car with a zero in the middle of it. Just everybody else gets a cease Just and send them a, like a, a Polaroid of a 1007. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we see you. Oh, God, that's great. But no, I, I really want Tesla to do that. And also, uh, Mary Barra. Uh, I think she's managed to piss off actually everybody. Oh, really? Because well, not not only all right. So, like, the Re- Republicans are pissed at her. Democrats are pissed at her. C- like, what she do? She's the CEO of GM. Oh. Oh. It, so, all of her workers are pissed off at her. Yeah. Now her board's pissed off at her because the government's pissed off at her. Her her husband's probably pissed off at her because now everybody's yelling at her. It's just, oh my god, that's like the one person I don't want to be. Also, maybe it wasn't a good idea to drop fifteen thousand layoffs all on the same day. I don't know. Maybe if you, maybe, but I bet, I bet if you space that out uh, over the know. course of two or three years, you'd People have the would same effect, it and it wouldn't make the same headlines. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Well, it's the thing, like Ford. You know, they've. You know, I'm, I'm sure they well, they announced all their car cancellations in one headline. Yeah, yeah but that's they didn't close the factories. Mm, they closed some. No, nah, because all those cars were were imported from other countries. Yeah, they didn't close U.S. factories. Yeah, which doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> well, no, to like no, realistically, to a politician, that doesn't matter. Right. No, I get what and, you're saying. But, but and that's where all the seats coming from because if a factory closes, you know, and Guadalajara, like nobody's gonna care. Like it, it realistically in the United States, that sort of stuff happens all the time. Like, I guess. It, yeah, it sucks, but I mean, like, just realistically, it's just not something that's gonna make the news. But w- the way Mary Barra handled this, I think, was just a really foolhardy decision. I think that she could have totally gotten away with cutting fifteen thousand jobs by doing it like, maybe a thousand at a time. What she should have done was mail your enemies glitter to Trump. Yeah. That would have given her the same effect. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And save jobs. Yep. I think so. I think <laughs> we should try to seek sponsorship from me. <laughs> I mean, clear, I think. That would be super great. But yeah, Mary Barra, she, um, you know, I guess the, the, the good news is, is that now Tesla's going to get a lot cooler because well, they're going to well, make more and stuff. And like, I know, because I, I was listening to like NPR the entire day that this like news broke mm-hmm. and like. She kept on saying, and a lot of people kept on saying, it's really hard to predict what cars are going to be in the future. Right. Like, you don't know. But one of the factories produced the Volt, which is one of their best vehicles. Yeah. Like, I don't quite understand their decision or, like, support it or whatever. But, like, first of all, I don't care about GM. Second of all, she is right when you don't know where cars are going to be. Right. I mean, I get it. I mean, they're not selling because CVs are. Well, not only that, when was the last time you saw a second-generation Volt? Did you know there was a second-generation Volt? Yeah, well, Volt? I was aware, and it's actually a pretty good car, but I do not see very many. Exactly. But I also don't see many GM vehicles at all, because they are so yeah. bland. Yeah, well, that is true. I mean, I they've... do see Chevrolet Cruze diesel hatchbacks on the internet Ooh. sometimes. Yeah, those are cool, which are also being axed. But, oh. um... <laughs> That's the real travesty of this article. Well, I, I think... All right, so the other thing is Mary Barr is also in a really tight spot because, like, yeah, we kind of just bailed out GM, and now GM's just going to be like, That was hey. over a decade ago, by the way. But still. Yeah. Like, Lee Iacocca didn't, like, axe a bunch of people after Chrysler had a bailout in 1978, I think, is when they had theirs. Lee Iacocca just made the company better. If Mary right. Barr was a good CEO, she would make the company better. 
she's just not a good CEO. Make the company mm-hmm. great again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, it, it's not that. All right, so obviously America has got ferocious appetite for cars. So does the rest of the world. I Vehicles, just, we'll say. I feel like there is a way that Mary Barra could have made this work without cutting this many jobs. I think that she just went for the easy route. Cause, well, when you have a publicly traded company and a board of directors, maybe, maybe not. Well, because if they're given... Lee Iacocca had that. Right, but people still have to vote on it. So yeah, if, but, if people unanimously vote to do X and regain Y I think this, I think the other issue is Lee Iacocca was a visionary and Mary Barra is not. Boom. Yeah, there is that. That's just, that's what I was getting at. What is that? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, we know the name Lee Coca, and he's not in office. And I still don't know the name Mary Barra. Yeah. yeah. So. No, she's not a visionary like, at all. Yeah. She's a paper pusher. And she has, I, I think that she's in the wrong position. I think, yeah, she'd probably be a great executive. Mm-hmm. I do not think that she should be the head of General Motors because General Motors is a company that doesn't have any soul whatsoever I right now. I think we should send uh, Mr. Sko- Gozen? Gozen? Gone. Gone. We should send him an application for the actually, GMC. Actually, he, he would be perfect. Well, actually, no. He would, because Mary Barr, I think, is trying to be him. Um, no, I think it needs somebody that's more along the lines of Akado Toyota or Liyakoka. is still alive. Have Liyakoka. Just have him come back. I think... He might be a little... Well, I'm sure he still he's, has his cognitive faculties with him. He's profoundly old, but it, he's still totally capable of it. He's like the, he's like the Obi-Wan of the car Can industry. Can you imagine the circle jerk on the internet? That'd be he, so cool. If he came back and headed up GM. Well, he would He would complete <clears throat> the big three. He's been at Ford. He's been at Chrysler. He needs to be at GM. Lee Iacocca should take Mary Barra's position. We're going to have the uh, Pontiac division come back with a model called the Diablo next year. It's going to be weird. <laughs> exactly. Weird. Like It'll it. be really cool. Pontiac What's Diablo. happening in France? What is happening in France? Oh, yes. France is having fuel riots. Oh. Well, let me what? switch over to this article on the screen here. Well, because Carl Schoen lied about spending a bunch of money unnecessarily on houses oh, so for himself. so they were trying to <laughs> get that money back by... By raising fuel taxes, obviously. Okay. Oh, I can, that seems I, smart. I can read in between the lines. My name's Alex Jones. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. So, I see a picture of a burnt vehicle. Like, this severely burnt vehicle. Yeah. I, I think it's a Seat. I, I can't tell. Uh, I can't is. tell. It's so disfigured. There's nothing left. I'm hoping it's a Seat because I don't care about those as much because there's Volkswagens. If it was a Citroën, I'd be very unhappy. Imagine if that was a burnt out husk of one of those uh, panel Citroën vans or whatever. Oh, no. Uh, HV. Yeah. Like every uh, cliche wartime yeah. dystopian I think, <laughs> I think Citroëns are like protected by the government. Like, I hope you know, so. It's a hate crime. Animals. It's like yeah. eagles. Yeah. Like if, exactly. if you burn a Citroën in France, it's like shooting a bald eagle. I don't, th- yeah. I don't think exactly. you can actually like light a HV on fire. There's not anything flammable in it. It's That's just true. corrugated it's steel. <laughs> it's corrugated steel with like two vinyl seats. But yeah, so what happened? <laughs> I've heard bits and pieces on NPR, but... I, I know nothing Okay, this, I guess so. I know the most, because I actually pay attention to this stuff. So, Emmanuel Macron, president of um, uh, of France and also 15% stakeholder in Renault, um, he, they had this tax hike on gas, which was like 10 cents per gallon that they added, which is already like... They have insane taxes already. And so... Yeah, basically what it was, was it was the tax on people that don't live in the inner city. Oh. Because if you think about it, like, it was on diesel gas only. People that have diesel vehicles in Europe are people that want better fuel economy. Oh, no, they yeah. burned a Vespa. Oh, poor Vespa. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, the people that own diesel vehicles are people that want good fuel economy. Yeah. And usually if you, you want good fuel economy, it's because you have a long-ass drive to work. Yeah. Yeah. So... What happened was a lot of these people, they see it as it was already unpopular and they just kind of like pushed it through. Yeah. So the following Saturday, this is, it's called the yellow vest movement. Yeah. Um, every I see sa- a lot of yellow yeah. vests. Well, that's because every French driver has to have a yellow vest in their car in case they break down. Okay. I they think put it's British it too. I think it's e- EU. Yeah. I think it's an EU thing. That's but well, I guess Britain's not in the EU anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. They're still there. Uh, no. Do you see what that is? Is that a Twingo? It's a Twingo. Oh, put Twingo. Those Murphy monsters. Twingo. Look at that. Oh, they put a heart on That's it to so save cute. it. But they Emmanuel Macron has blood on his hands. That's very yeah. sad. 
He's got blood Look on his hands. Look at that sad hands. steering wheel. That's, I'm very unhappy about this. The internet should be up in arms. Look at yeah. that. I'm cute, up in arms. Look at that cute door handle, all just smoldered. Hmm. It's a first gen Twingo. That could have been Gianna's Twingo. Yeah. But I um, tipped one over. Is that a Fiat 500? I think so. That's a 500, yeah. That's oh. not as big of a deal because they still make those. Um, I'm still sad. But yeah, so the um, the yellow vest movement, they be it's been like going on for like two weeks of yeah. riots because they've been, um, what they it started out as just this gas tax, and after a week's worth of rioting, they got the. They they successfully were able to repeal the yeah. gas tax. However, as of today, they're still rioting. Why is that? <laughs> they just like it so much. You remember how we were talking about the electric car revolution? I said once you get once you start that fire, it will continue to burn. I thought that was a metaphor, though. It is not it, a literal fire. Sometimes a literal okay. metaphors can be literal. It's just too. cold outside there, and they want some heat. That's right, exactly what they needed. But, but don't uh, burn Twingos and Fiat 500s. Yeah, well, no, that's. That's, that's, that's a hate crime. crime. Well, hate now crime. they're uh, now now it's a lot of students that have joined the riots because uh, Emmanuel Macron has also raised um, fees for going to public schools. I see. Oh. And so a lot of like low income students are pretty pissed. So yeah, now now students are joining in the riot and it's still going on. And uh, Emmanuel Macron has a crisis on his hands now it looks like it. and twingos are down fiat 500s are down vespas whatever are down. this weird seat is i don't care about the sale <laughs> um no it's just yeah it I mean, the, he's got blood on his hands for killing that yeah, twingo like, he's been raising taxes on I ridiculous heard things actually like people died in these riots oh I'm yeah sure. two people dead. were too dead super hurt and that's a country full of people that just surrender all the time. So that's yeah. that would have been twenty thousand deaths. So yeah. well, the thing is, is so a riot in France is not a big deal because you know if the DMV lines five like five minutes longer than normal, it's time for a food riot. Um, <laughs> like if you're late to lunch, time to riot. But in France, like for a riot to go on for more than a day is actually a big deal. But what's actually interesting about this, it's a very French thing. Um, I imagine a they stop for lunch and b. Uh, it only happens on Saturdays. Oh. And they just go to work during they the They go work to work week? for the rest of the work week, and then they go back to rioting on Saturdays. That's wow, what fiscally conscious rioters. Can we just talk about how quintessentially French that is? That's very French. Well, it's that's not I getting like in that. the way of my lunch. I need my food and my like, biscuits. It, that's the most really? French thing ever. It's like, okay, we're done rioting. We're going to go back to life. <laughs> like, rioting is not all of life. French people strangely sound very Eastern European, yeah. though. Well, there's a lot of Eastern Europeans that live there because, you know, EU... They open borders. Nobody wants to live in Bulgaria. <laughs> why, why would you live in Bulgaria? We can live in Paris. I like the one guy in Bulgaria that makes Mercedes M117 trigger wheels. Yes. Yeah, that guy's cool. That's um, very cool. You know, Bulgaria is actually the fastest uh, declining population in the world. Well, maybe they should take a hint and make it better. What happens well, they, if a country how about they loses their gas all tax? of its population? Uh, it, does, it ceases to exist. Well, that's the problem, though. It becomes a is, it's like something like three to one, like a retiree to non-retiree rate. Like it's insane. Hmm. And then people keep on. Uh, what is it when you? So like factories are closing. Well, yeah, and they they leave. They have a huge brain drain where like, everybody goes to Bulgaria. Everybody like graduates from Bulgarian college, like leaves the country. So they don't have doctors. They're like everybody's old, and all these like businesses are closing because they just don't have anybody that can work there. And meanwhile, uh. The EU is complaining about immigrants. <laughs> Bulgaria needs immigrants. Like I'm right noticing now. a parallel all the way across the politics of the world. Yeah, and why people like complain about immigrants are all everywhere. Backward. Yes. Yeah, and they're all completely backwards. The people it's, that do the best work and have the best work ethic. Yeah, let's keep them out. Yeah, and what's what's follow the Alabama model. <laughs> let's be as unproductive as possible. Let's just make a dunk. Yeah, let's just, yeah. no, that's that's a Georgia model. That's, yeah, that's true. That's a good thing. Very Atlanta. Um, we're coming up on an hour, and John just walked in. He left the door open, too. Oh, what a douche. Um, you know, I think we got time for one more item here. Can I, can I mention something real quick? Yeah, go for it, huh? I found a couple of articles that I sent Ryan on the Facebooks, and one was, um, this awesome dealership in Japan got mm-hmm. a Michelin star for their ramen. Oh, Speaking very nice. Of France, yeah, let's talk about that. That's actually really cool. Yeah. A Michelin star. That's amazing. Um, they're, uh, let's see here. Um, 
but they're yeah. It's basically it's a. Why don't you explain the what Michelin star is while I'm looking up um, the name Michelin of the viewership. star. So in France, uh, to get people to travel across the country, um, Michelin, the tire company, came up with this little guide. I think in, in 1922. The, yeah, in so the beginning yeah, of cars. It would tell know. people where to eat. Um, yeah, where to, where is a good place to eat to get people to road trip and stuff, and it's exploded into like a huge cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. and like especially if you're in france you know you want to get that michelin star but in order to get that michelin star you need like a cheese board with so many cheeses and like a certain lo- like wine list and like it's very yep. specific it's, yeah and it's like highly very regarded high and mm-hmm. you know so in a michelin star is earned and it's very easily taken away um gordon ramsay famously his his restaurant Gordon Ramsay had two Michelin stars. Wow. Uh, he had one taken away, and he cried publicly while they were ripping it off. I can see that. Yeah. That uh, place I went to up in Robbinsdale called Travail is attempting to gain a Michelin star yeah. certification. Yeah, that would be incredible. I mean, I think it's worthy of it. That's mm-hmm. the we, best well, restaurant I've we ever don't been even, to. We don't have a Michelin guide here no. yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I think Mayapples would be a great place for a Michelin guide. I think so, too. Um. But do you want to continue to explain it, or do you want me to go into the uh, article? You, I just sent it to you because I was at work. Okay, I'll go. I'll go into the article. Um, but yeah, so this uh, dealership—it's uh, not even like a actual new car dealership. It's a used car dealership. Um, it's run by this person named Katsumi Yoshida, uh, and they made a ramen stand inside their used car dealership okay. for people who are like waiting for finance and yep. stuff to like mm-hmm. improve customer service. <laughs> So like um, a hot dog truck here. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. But they called it, it's called Hot Air Ramen. It was the name of the restaurant. Okay. It turns out it's like the best ramen in all of Japan. Interesting. And it's at like a used car. It's at like a car hop. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's so Japanese. That's so great. So yeah, they have this like ridiculous, like they have this ridiculous set of prerequisites you have to meet to be able to get a full Michelin star. Mm-hmm. However, they have this sub Michelin star called Bib Gourmand. Um, and what that is, is that's for affordable restaurants that are, their food alone is worthy of giving them a Michelin star. Interesting. Okay. So it has to be stuff that's under, uh, 500 yen or $45. Okay. Um, and this is, this bowl of ramen, $7 and 10 cents. Wow. And it's. Would buy 10 out of 10. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's, yeah, they're, uh, the dealerships are located in Tatori, Japan. Um, why don't we have a five-star ramen truck here? Right. Motor cult trip to Japan just for ramen. <laughs> if if BuzzFeed can do it, we can do it. Maybe someday. So, but this is the thing: is this is the third cheapest Michelin quality food in the world. The That's awesome. there is a um, the, a chef named Tim Holwan in Hong Kong that has one uh, that has a Michelin star who has a cheap uh, restaurant, and then Singapore there's a food vendor like a street stall food vendor. Uh, amazing. called uh, Hong Kong Soya Sauce Rice and Noodle. Uh, and yeah, that one also has a Michelin star. That's amazing. So That's incredible. That's a used car dealership. I mean, what I know of Michelin star here in the States, yeah. I mean, the restaurants that have it are phenomenal. Very expensive. Yeah. Very so prestigious. There's three cities in the United States that have Michelin stars in them. And the way that you actually get it is you have to, um, you have to get secret shopped basically by Michelin. Uh, and they come by, they'll, they'll try it. And if they get like enough of their secret shoppers to say it's all, that's equally as good, then they'll send you one. Hmm. And then, um, but yeah, there's only three cities. I'm trying to find the exact three cities, but it's like, it's like one's Illinois, isn't it? It's uh, it's Chicago, Chicago, uh, San Francisco. I don't even think it might be New York, but it doesn't seem right. I think it's further South. I think it's in like a weird. Oh, is yeah, it in like okay. Pennsylvania somewhere? Somebody, or Ohio maybe? I, I, I feel like the third one's a really strange place to have it. And then what was the other car-related article I sent you? Uh, I don't have Facebook up right now. Okay, I don't remember. We'll we'll put that on the next one then. But uh, or next next because we got a bunch of shit yeah. we didn't touch on. We'll, yeah. we'll do it sometime in the future. But uh, one second here, I'm just gonna look up what the other city is. I guess I can just talk about the next. Yeah, episode. Michelin star <laughs> is car related because yeah, it's, it's literally Michelin. Michelin tire. Yeah, yep. it, it was it's the French company Michelin. It, oh, it was 1926 actually. I was wrong when I said 22. Huh. 
but but close. Yeah, it, it was it was very close. But yeah, that was very very cool that uh, that dealership got that. And I actually so, I looked that up and I was, I'm like, I wonder what it would take for my coffee shop to get that because like <laughs> we have like the best roast beef in town. You're gonna oh. have the Sumitomo star. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I would love for them to do that. I would totally get one. I, all I ever sell are Sumitomo tires. That'd so be perfect. <laughs> Um, I'll be a Kumo co- star for me. Like I genuinely really like the coffee shop's food. <laughs> like it's really good. Like they have this white chicken chili. So, so good. I do like white chicken. Chili. Yeah, well, it's a lot like a seafood. Uh, uh, not seafood. Uh, just the gumbo. Well, yes, the the, like uh, the my boss's wife, uh, the the store owner's wife, who, she runs a coffee shop, and uh, she did the menu for Cafe Lucia, which was like. One or uh, it was just called Lucia, but it was one of the first like foodie restaurants in the Twin Cities, like okay. back in like the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, they were around for like twenty five years or something. Mm-hmm. And when she, uh, when they closed and they and she started up uh, Karma Coffee, uh, she took a lot of like the same food vendors for them and the same mm-hmm. like kind of recipes, and they actually have the same salad from Lucia. That like made Lucia famous, mm-hmm. and they're serving it at the coffee shop. Nice. So it's yeah. in like so, so it you, makes sense. Then. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. It's like we have like an egg sandwich at, at work, and it's like organic, like locally that, sourced eggs. Is that coffee shop near Good Karma? It, it's, it's across the street. It's literally okay. yeah. It's the same okay. same business. So basically the you same can, as the ramen go, used yeah. car dealership. You yeah. can go visit the chickens. The eggs come from. Yeah, it's from it's a, like from two three blocks away. Yeah, there's a there's an urban farm where a person like has like chickens in their backyard and they're like they're delivered fresh like mm-hmm. every day or two. Sure. So I go visit the chickens a lot. <laughs> I'm not at all surprised <laughs> to hear that. Um, I think maybe we should end the episode on that bombshell. No, um, we got time for one more. We got, we got time for one more. That's all right. Yeah. What's um? What, I want to talk about the 3K Hopti Challenge. It's gonna be. Do you want to do that so. now, or do you want to do that with um our guest next episode? Uh, I haven't it. met him before, so I guess you make that call. I think well, let's what, let's have him be on it. Because okay. then, well, then in we that can... case, let's talk about this mint intrigue that doesn't have any other text beer by it. Uh, that, it was actually the one for the uh, Redwood. I don't know why it ended up there. Well. But that was at Redwood. <laughs> here's your moment of bliss. <laughs> on a your mint 1999. Oldsmobile Intrigue. My, why? Mo- my mother used to drive a gold 2000 Intrigue GLS. So this is this is that article that I mentioned that like where they're talking about Radwood LA. Yeah. Um but no, uh Jalopnik when they were talking about Radwood were just so enthused by this intrigue because oh, it exists. This in is it. incorrect. It's only got 120,000 miles on it. No, it says it's a 99. Those are 3.8s. The 3.5 twin cam didn't come until 2000. Jacuz. Well, let's not talk about that then. <laughs> we are the, done with them. Yep. Uh, that is incorrect. This this intrigue is much less intriguing. I want... Oh, let's just finish up with one last thing here. No, this was the one last thing. And that one last thing is that Jalopnik needs to... Check. Yeah, figure, double check, check stuff. Check, Pat, check. Yep. yep. If that's a 99, which I think it is due to the wheels, that's a 3.8 Series 2. It's not a 3.5. Well, not only that, they also said it was a 99. Yeah, I know. But I don't know what they're basing that on. Maybe they got the VIN. Oh, no. There's a, they had the Moroni in the window. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Hey, let's, why, hey, why don't you scroll down and take a look at the Moroni? Because it might say that it actually had... All right. 3.5. Okay. That, all right. I'm pretty sure that should have been a 2000 only option. I wonder if it was like a late model 99. It must have been. Oh, say, look at that. Bronze mist. Does it say the VIN on there? Uh, no. Oh. It okay. Was, it was so, a whopping $25,000. So it was probably like a super late model 99. It must have been. Or maybe it was like a, a really high trim level or something. Either so way. I guess Jalopnik. Fine, Jalopnik. You redeemed yourself. On yes. The, the last still more. fact check. Burger, you should fact check yourself. No. I think on this bombshell of I'm this episode, we should all take a moment and consider fact checking. Yes. Here's a red Countach. Moment of bliss. Yes. You know, Gandalf had a red Countach. What? We will catch you guys on Wednesday. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.